What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Plan Million Podcast. I am Willie Rodriguez. We got Eddie Gonzalez behind the mic. All right, doing our thing. Today, guys, I really want to bring something different to the table, and I want to talk about the marketplace, right? And I want to just talk about all the things that we all see just going on across the world and how those things implement into our industry. And there's people talking about slowdowns, this, that. We have inflation. We have higher interest rates. We have all these different things, right, that it can really just drive you crazy. Right? And what I'm going to be talking about is the nursery industry for South Florida. I know it pertains to a lot of other uh, nurseries all over the nation, but I want to talk about this because this is the industry that I know about, right? This is the industry that I'm involved in every single day, and I have my heart into this blood, sweat, and tears. For the past two years, it's been a seller's market, meaning that if you grew it, it was going to fly, right? People saw yields three, four times more than they did previous years. A three-gallon plant normally takes three to four months to get up to par how she's supposed to be like four months, some five, depending on what it is. Some might be even longer. But normally you would see two flips a year, maybe three flips a year, maybe four, depending on what it is, right? And in the boom, we would see six flips, eight flips like crazy so the money was running around like wildfire like it was literally insane and now we're coming back down to some type of normalcy right it's not so much that the economy is tanking it is that we're coming down to a normalcy because all that stuff kind of already got purchased up people already did their landscapings people already did all these things and once you do a landscaping someplace the only really thing you can do are touch-ups and maintenance and then for us in the plant world we're relying on these people to get new jobs so it has gone from a seller's market and now we're transitioning into a buyer's market we're not there yet but we're getting there and i say this because i drive around and i see what's going on i see some nurseries that are stocked up with product and they haven't been sold i see complete blocks which is a block of area of space of what they grew hasn't been touched i see things starting to get overgrown which is something we haven't seen in a long time like the other day i saw some nora grants seven gallon that were three by three that if you follow on age ornamental nursery on instagram it's in the highlight section now because it's not on the stories anymore it was three thousand of them beautiful and you're like how how can that happen? Doesn't that guy have customers for that? Hasn't he been in, indus- in the industry for X amount of time? Don't people know he has it? What's going on? What's going on? There's a shift happening. We just got to understand what's going on to better prepare to execute. Then you go to the people that sell the pots and the chemicals and the liner trays and all that stuff. One of those supply stores. And now you see before they didn't have inventory. Now they're stocked up with inventory. So that indicates that there's less demand for those items. And that's how they're able to stock up because before they didn't have nothing. And when stuff would come in, it would go straight from the semi. They brought it down from wherever they created it. And it would go right on their 24-foot flatbed to go deliver. The one with the, um, with the forklift in the back. So now we're seeing that they have product. We saw that what happened in spring this year, 2022, the expectations of what everybody thought was going to get sold didn't get sold. And I heard some numbers as as high as 30% didn't make it to, let's say, their end places like the, the chain stores or Canada and stuff like that, those different markets. 
So that's something to also think about as well, right? You have people that made a lot of money, and now are you going to go set up another 10 acres? Are you going to do that? You know, I see some people doing that. It's mostly the big boys. And I've also seen people with their money, they go and buy 20 acres. They divide it into five-acre lots, four lots, and they, they rent it out. And that's what they're doing as well. There's many different ways and many opportunities right now that's going on right now in the marketplace. I had a guy, just tell you a story, I had a guy come here the other day that I was telling Eddie about this earlier. He came here the other day. He grows beautiful interior product. He does um, he does tie plants like the Red Sisters, the Black Magics, all that stuff, and the funky ones. And then he also does, what was the other plant that he does? Dracenas, right? He's a small guy, two acres. He's done maybe three crops, four crops. And he came here with samples, which is a smart thing to do, right? If you guys are looking for sales, you go up to take your samples to the bigger boys that can that move your product, and they can uh, hopefully purchase your product and flip it. So he was telling me that he had all this stuff and he couldn't sell it and he needed help selling it. And I asked him what the prices were. And he told me, anything that you can give me, Willie. That's what he told me. That's wild to me, right? So now let's analyze that whole situation. So now you have a guy that grows beautiful product. He's figured that out. Right, he rented the lot. He has the, the the land. He has everything set up. He has his shade house. He has all that already established, and he grows beautiful products. So now he shows up here, and he's looking for sales. A person like that, and what I talk about on Ace Ornamental sometimes, I talk about listening to your business. And one of the things that I'm referring to is this individual is lacking one thing. He's lacking the sales. What he told me was that he is no longer going to grow this product anymore, even though that's what he's been growing for the past year and a half. And now he's going to transition into selling Crow and Petra's Crow and Mammies. That's not a bad thing, but that's what he sees other people doing, which is something that we can all get easily influenced from something, right? Just like on social media, you see somebody do some type of reel and you're like, oh, I'm going to do that same thing. And then we get that copycat thing going. So now he's going to transition. Do you guys think it's smarter for him to try to just listen to his business and try to get more sales for the inventory and the stuff that he's normally growing that his customers already know he has? Or to eliminate that and start doing something completely different, which is what everybody sells. Now, a lot of people grow Croatans, uh, Mammies and Petrus. Those are the two most popular Croatans that exist, right? Those are the ones that get sold the most. There's people out here that do, they do half a million of them for spring one person what do you think makes more sense for me i think it's more sense it makes more sense to just listen to what you need and go out and search more of those sales that's what i would do i wouldn't technically change everything up because that's really let's say the easier route on a piece of paper but it's the harder route long term because now all your clients that know you that have purchased from you or that you went out and passed your, your uh, business card to, or that you had a conversation with, they're going to call you and you're not going to have the product anymore. And they already know somebody that grows Petros and Mammy, so maybe they need them, maybe they don't. And then you got to go and now go and try to sell a whole new line of product that you've never done before. Have you grown it? Do you know how to grow it? Do you know what, make, what, what to do to make it look beautiful and fire so your clients eat it all up? Because that, that's a lot of, that's a whole, it's like, it it's like growing a whole other business. Right. Right when you add new new inventory to 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 your nursery, mm -hmm. I talked to the individual. We did end up buying some product from him, but uh, and he still has it. So I'm gonna keep selling it as I get the calls for it uh, to help him out. But it goes back to that, you know. Listen to your business. If, if you ordered uh, X amount of liners for this one item, and now you see that sales drop from that, just pick up the call, pick up the phone, and tell them, hey, I I, I can't take them all. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure they have a list of people that want them.
you know, and it's not so much you backing out looking bad because that's one way of looking at it, but it's really being realistic. You know, the last thing you want is you overbooked $10,000 more of liners than what you need or what you think you might sell. And then now you're stuck giving 10 G's that you need for cash flow for your business to operate. You know, and then who knows if you're going to sell it, who knows if not. I've, I, I saw the big boys out here throwing product away, right. literally throwing it away or fire selling it where they pull it on pallets and they have an auction and they start it at $10 a pallet. So whatever's on there, you know, it could be $300 or $500 um, wholesale, right? Not retail value, but wholesale value. And you can pick it up for 15 bucks. Is that what you want to do? I don't want to do that. So, but then you have that idea and then you have people that this is the other way of looking at things. The market is going to weed out um, the people that aren't established, strong, right? That have, you know, let's say assets, paid off assets, that didn't spend money on things for pleasure. You know, they, they've really been duking it out and waiting, right? Those people that have been really persistent on saving money, getting rid of debt, uh, and they're really establishing like a powerhouse. Then you have these guys that when... When you're like that one, your mind is a lot clearer, and now you have way more means to create opportunities for yourself. So I was talking with someone else the other day, and they were telling me, this is how it's going to go. Uh, a lot of people are going to crash, and they're going to be out of business, and a lot of people are going to grow. And I, and, and I believe that. I believe that. We're going to see who was, who was prepared and who wasn't. Right. And not, not meaning in a bad way. And if you're not prepared, you can still get prepared. You know, like the window isn't closed completely um, at this point. Right. There's still plenty of opportunity to fix whatever you got going on. It just has to do with your self persona. Right. Like actually understanding it. You know, like if you're overweight and you're like, like me, I was overweight. All right. That's it. I'm overweight. I'm going to get high blood pressure. I'm going to get this. Yeah. I'm going to get that. I'm going to yeah, lose weight. Awesome. And that's it. And I understood it and I did right. it. And now I'm not there anymore. I'm free and clear from all those things. Same concept. Have you ever seen that uh, little like post that goes around social media that there's two people digging a hole? Mm -hmm. They're looking for diamonds. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're literally at the same level when the guy found a diamond. And the, the guy next to him noticed that he found a diamond. And he looked over it and he quit because mm -hmm. he felt like his hole didn't have any diamonds. All, I he had to do, all he had to do was go a little bit deeper and his diamond that was, was right there. But yeah, that's what happens. People see that other people are making it in certain areas and they feel like they're not getting anywhere because they're in mm -hmm. the wrong place. Mm -hmm. And yet all they have to do is continue being consistent. Consistent. And you'll get to your goal. No, and also looking at, looking at what is going on from the outside. Put right. yourself from the outside, right? Pretend it's a bubble and you're floating on top of the bubble and really try to analyze what is wrong right in so like business. in your business so let's right. say like that individual he's lacking sales right. right he knows this but he's not doing he's not taking the the initiative to really dive deep into it right. he rather just clear out what he has yeah. pick up some money and then go and start a whole new crop because that's what he sees other people selling right right which is it the easier route it's easier right now if you think of it short term but long term, it's a lot harder because, like it I is. said, it's a whole other crop you got to sell yeah. that no one knows you for, yeah. right? Which consistency is key. Right. And and it's not a bad thing for him right at the moment because he is fairly new. Yeah. So he's a new business. So he, I guess he's just trying to get out of it while he can instead of digging a bigger hole. Yeah. But if whatever <laughs> whatever you guys are doing, right, you want to stay consistent. Of course. Don't, don't, don't try to back out and go do something that you have no clue what you're doing because right. the way to become a millionaire – and the way to really climb the ladder is sticking to one thing. 
mm-hmm. all right? One industry, not one thing, but one industry, right? And one specific area. And then you can add things to the area, like we've talked about before, which are yes. streams. And you can add things that just keep, you know, they keep growing what you're doing in that one industry. And how do you see? You see these guys that they're like, man, uh, these guys do 100, 100 million a year in sales. How did they do that? Well, they didn't start and quit. You know, they started and kept on and kept on and kept on. And that has a lot to do with it. Another thing I wanted to talk about, your relationships, right? And complacency with the relationships you have in the industry that you're in. So your customers, you build relationships with them. Those, in, those relationships need to be strong. You need to go and talk to your customers, ask them how they're doing, how things are, right? Because when when you, and this is something that I tend to get, and this is just me, I don't know if it's for everybody, but I actually become friends with a lot of customers and it ends up getting to the point where we're more friends than clients and, and, and you know, vendors and customers and all that stuff. Like that gets just wiped out of the thing. Hey, when I present them, hey, this is my buddy so-and-so versus, hey, this is my customer. You know, it, it's a whole nother world. And you, you can have these really, really, really good combos with these guys that are in the industry that are making money just like you. That's why I tend to have so many friends in the industry, right? Because we're not just, um, we don't just have similar interests when it comes to business, but we're also making money together. They're out there doing certain things. Hey man, I got this contract. You think you could back me up? Yes, yes, yes. Hey, I got this. Hey, I'm going to, you know, and now it creates some type of certainty too for you. Cause if you don't have that structure, you don't have that relationship, those friends, right? Um, it's very easy for your mind to just veer off and get lost, right? And want to close down or want to do this and want to do that. So having that circle of, of boys, you know, of, or, or girls, right? That, that really keeps you hype, right? And it lets you know that others are working towards this and this is coming. This is what's about to happen. Boom, boom, right. boom. You have um, those things to at least look forward to. And what you're doing today makes a huge difference on it. And then on the complacent side of things, And this is something else. Complacency with your clients, right? You can be selling $2 million a year and you're on top of the world and everything's smooth and you've set everything up in your business where it operates the way it should and you don't have to be there every single second of the day and all that great stuff. But where the complacency comes into place is that, right? You become complacent. You stop you know, reaching out to people, you stop saying hello, you stop uh, going to the gas station and 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 passing out a, a, a business card, or whatever it might be that you feel that you're at some type of caliber, some type of bracket where you don't have to do those type of things. You got to remember something, you never know. Let's say your number one customer that um, he your gross sales are 50% because of that number one client, which I do not recommend, you have one customer, um, unless it's something big with contracts and you're selling to Lowe's or you're selling to Home Depot, something like that, which even that could be iffy, right? But you got to remember things fall through the, they fall through the cracks. That guy that you have a relationship with today at that one business might not be there next year. You know, he might quit or he might get fired or he might level up and jump up to another position. And now the guy that they bring in, right, is, it has his own people. Right, he wants nothing to do. He doesn't like your accent. He doesn't like what you look like. Whatever it may be, and that can cut you off. And now you just lost fifty percent of your gross sales. So now that two million dollars, now you're back down to one. 
You know, if you were doing two, now you're down to one, and that can that can take a that can hit you really hard. So that's why you can't be complacent. You always have to be looking for new customers, and you always got to go above and beyond for your customers. Make sure you let them know everything you offer. And then with that, I want to talk about executing new ideas. There's never been a more you know right time to really show the world what you can do. If you're a landscaper and you're like, man, those living walls are so beautiful, but they're so intimidating. Things that people go through. It's intimidating. Are the plants going to stay alive? How am I going to charge this guy $10,000? And then the plants die, and then I got to insure it and this and that. Just go. Go do a living wall in your backyard. Practice. Do your research. Do your research. How many hours have you watched or listened to or read about doing them? It's not hard. You don't have to go to university and, and graduate with a bachelor's in living walls. You can. We have YouTube, guys. We have all these different platforms where you can jump on and you can learn about all this. And you can get opinions from 50 different people that put out these videos. And now you have something that you can build for yourself. You can go out, oh, man, but I've never done a living wall. How am I going to advertise it? Simple. Go do one. Go do one at your house. Go do one at your aunt's house. Right. Go do it at your office and look at it. Maintain it. Do it for six months. See what it looks like, right? Film the process and then let the world know you offer them. Mm -hmm. You know, all these little things that I know a lot of you guys, I know this. A lot of you guys are, are have excellent, awesome ideas, but you're intimidated to do so. There's never been a better time to put on your pants and get it done. Yeah, but knowledge is confidence. Knowledge is confidence. Because the more you know about it, the more research you do about it, the more you know videos you watch on it, the more things, the more understanding you have of what plants you can place with what plants, and you know what, how much water they need, and design the, the design. The mm -hmm. more you know, <laughs> the more confident you're going to be. So if you are planning on doing like a living wall, just do as much research as you can on it, and then start practicing at your aunt's house, yeah. at your sister's house, at your cousin's yeah. house, and keep going at it, keep going, and, keep, and stay consistent. Yeah, and, and look at the different products, too, because there's a bunch of different baskets, right? Yeah, We're just going to dive into this. Yeah. You, 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 there's a bunch of different, let's say, wall baskets or whatever the term is for it that you could put on the wall, right? So go look at them. See who sells what. See if you can go touch them. See if you can feel them. See if someone, if they have a salesperson there, they can explain to you why their product is better than everyone else's. And then you determine what works best for you, right. you know? And, and the more options you have, the better it is for you to sell it to a client. Yep. It gives you that confidence because you know that this product is like this because you went and you saw it with your own eyes and you know it's going to, you know, based off of just looking at the product, feeling the product, the thickness of it, how it works, this and that, you have that confidence to back you up when you go to execute these new things. Also, think about this. I've had multiple clients reach out to me and say, Willie, someone offered me $5 million for my business. Right? Hey, Willie, someone offered me $7 million. Hey, Willie, someone offered me 2.5. The offer of liquidation. Yeah, an offer, an offer to buy the business. Yeah. Right? Landscaper, keys, Florida keys, 5.2 mil. And it's, that's another thing. You have that solid client that you're like, man, I can rely on him for half a million dollars a year if that's how you look at it. And they sell the business, and now whoever buys it is going to buy from wherever they buy you know, it's not going to be you. They're not going to keep the same employees. They're not going to keep the same contacts. They're not going to keep all that. Normally, when someone comes and buys a business, 
they might keep it the same for a little bit or might keep certain sectors yeah. of it the same but for the most part a lot of things are going to get changed yeah, they usually try to like keep like one of the main managers or somebody that yeah but regardless you might be kicked out yeah, yeah. in At one second day, yeah. in one second yeah. you get kicked out right so your boy's doing great because he right. just sold he just sold the company he picked up five yeah. mil he's gonna pay a million taxes whatever he's gonna pay and he's gonna right. be golden on top of the world you're gonna see him on ig on a yacht yeah. right but but for you you're slim pickings watching him on a yacht and no one's calling you right. you know that's why you cannot be complacent and you always have to strive for more remember you have a whole team that is relying on you as the business owner to pull it off you know to pull it off to give them the raise to get them the check on friday you know so they can continue living their life and putting food on their plate for their family you know you cannot ever be complacent you can never think you're untouchable or unstoppable you know you really have to always be level-headed and humbled because anything can happen in in in, in, a, in a second you know, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. That's another reason why your relationships with your customers should be tighter. Because if they are going to do anything like that, the most nine times out of ten, they're going to call you and tell you that. Yeah. You know, maybe not the first day, maybe not the second day, maybe a week that they've been thinking about it, but you, it will come to you before. And, that, and that's good because that just goes to show and assures you that that's what it is. And that's how fast everything can get swept yeah, under, the, uh, under the mat. The relationship. You know, it's extremely important mm -hmm. because they could have just, just disappeared. But, you know, having a relationship with people is what makes it really strong. It does. It's, you know, you could work things out. You could work, things, could work out. things out. You could talk about things, you know, see how it could be beneficial for the both of you. Yeah. So so to give you an example, I'll, I'll just talk about this conversation. I'm not going to say any names, but I'll talk about the conversation real quick. So I have a customer, great customer, buys a lot. I'm not going to say any numbers. I'm not there yet, guys. <laughs> we'll get there one day. He buys a lot. All right. Uh, six figure plus. Okay. So he tells me, hey, someone wants to buy my business for X amount. And I told him, okay, no problem. I said, what is in it? What is in it for you? He's like, oh, I got to stay here. They're going to give me $150,000 salary a year. And I got to stay here for three years. And But they're going to you know, pay me out this and that. And uh, I said, is the land included? He's like, yeah, the land's included. I said, okay. And what they were going to give him was uh, $6 million. The land is worth 2.5. So I told him, hey, I think you're getting a little shafted, right? I think you're getting the shorter end of the stick just because your land is worth X amount. And now you're what you are used to making. This is an individual that makes around eight hundred thousand a year. I said you're gonna lose that. And then by the time you pay taxes, because it's very hard to defer that. Okay, there's ten thirty one exchanges when you do sell real estate, but I don't think I'm not a hundred percent sure that you can just add more money to the pile and put in a ten thirty one exchange. So you're gonna be paying more in taxes, right? You're gonna play a huge chunk in tax. So out of that six mil, you're really you're really, you can only hide two and a half, let's say, for the real estate. And out of the rest, you're going to get taxed super duper hard. You're going to be left with like $2 million. I said, what are you going to create with $2 million that can give you $800,000 a year with everything paid for? What 100%. can you do? Right. You know, and then he was like, yeah, you're right. What can I do? I said, dude, in three years, you're going to basically make what you're going to have done. And you can make this for the rest of your life. Right. What you're missing is staff. Right. Get somebody, get two or three more people in the office, get a good manager outside, get this, get that, get that, get that, get that. Yeah. 
And now this place will continue running forever and ever with you just overseeing. Of course. And you'll be able to not just collect 800, you can click it up to two, I mean to one, and to 1.5 as time goes on. Of course, and continue growing. And continue growing. And then with those profits, you can can keep on multiplying it, investing it. You can keep on deferring this and deferring that, and now you can become a multi, multi multi-millionaire. You can retire at 50 years old if you wanted to, sitting on $30 million. Right? This is the conversation we had. When so he, he got offered to liquidate when he is solid. He has an established, he business, an yeah. established business that's going to continue making even more money over a few yeah, years. Yeah, and every scenario is different because I've talked to people that want to sell, that they, they go to sell their business and it's for valid reasons. Competition's coming in, wiping everything away so they have fear of their contracts and stuff like that. So it makes sense for someone like that to wipe it and go start something else in that scenario because they feel that and they know that the competition is going to come eat them because there's right. some massive companies out there that are, that's what they're doing. They're right. buying they're buying smaller um, companies and they're overpowering the market, right? It's a smart move for them. Right. So all these things are real. All these things go on and you just have to pay attention and listen to your business and, and, and put in the effort. I know we all got it in us. Think about all the moves that we've had to make for the past two years or from day one, really, to get us all to where we are. Um, it's a lot. So it's just continuing to do it and being fearful and knowing that that, you know, if you've prepared for things like this, you're going to be gold. You're going to be golden. And the opportunities are going to be immense. Right. right? We're going to see people that climb the ladder and they 10x their their net worth in these next, you know, three years. It's going to be tough if, if, if there's any type of real hardcore recession. Right. But if you have... Um, a good, good, stable, you know, friends that are around that are ride or dies and they're, they're truthful to you and you to them and you come through and you don't change anything and you only make everything better. I think we all have a great opportunity in front of us. Guys, if you have any questions or comments about anything I said, if you dislike anything I said or you don't agree with it, blow up the comment section down below. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Spotify or any of these other platforms for the podcast, jump on IG and let us know um, if you like the content or if anything was relevant to what you guys are facing or if there's any questions, please feel free and reach out to us on Instagram. It is the Plant Movement Podcast on Instagram. All right, and as always, if you guys are looking for product and you're in the state of Florida, we can personally deliver it to you through Ace Ornamental. We have buyers, we got plants, we got whatever you need. You guys already know. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Also, the tree hugger guys, just so you know, the tree huggers are supposed to be getting us some pallets of these beautiful tree huggers. So once they're out, we're going to be reaching out to a few of you guys to try out the product, see what you guys think about it. We're going to record it, we're going to film it, and we're going to try to uh, bring that to the table for everybody to try. All right? So God bless you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay positive. All right? And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Take care.